Praise God. I want to turn with you for just a few moments tonight, and I will not be lengthy in my remarks. But I do feel a word from the Lord for our church family, and I pray that you will receive that. The book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, Old Testament writings of Habakkuk the prophet, and it's a hard book to find because there's only three chapters. So if you don't know where it's at, just start at Matthew and go backwards, and you'll get to it pretty quick. But Habakkuk chapter 3, and I am going to read beginning with verse number 1 down through verse number 3. Habakkuk chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. And I'm not going to read all of it, but just the first portion of verse 1, it simply says a prayer of Habakkuk, a prayer of Habakkuk, and this is his prayer, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid, O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years, in the midst of the years make known, in wrath remember mercy, period, that was his prayer. Lord, revive thy works in the midst of the years. And in the midst of these years, make known. And in wrath, remember mercy. End. And then God answers. Verse number 3, the Bible said, God came from Teman, and the Holy One from Mount Paran. And then there is a word in my Bible and in most of yours, Selah, which means you need to stop and think about what God just did, what God just said. God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. Pause for praise. Pause to consider. And he continues, His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of His praise. And everybody said, Amen. My subject tonight is simply this. A good word for a bad day. Amen. Everybody say that with me. A good word for a bad day. Turn to your neighbor and say, You're about to hear a good word for a bad day. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. I seem to find myself spending a lot of time on this particular subject. And I don't do it purposely. It just seems that that's where so much of the need of this hour is. And so I preach to help people and I preach to help you. And so I spend a great deal of time talking about trouble because all of us have trouble of some kind. No one is exempt from it. No one has a holiday from it. And most often, trouble comes when we are least expecting it. I guess the reason that I preach so much about it is because we all have it in some way and all of us at times are overwhelmed by it. 
You don't have to be a wicked person to have trouble. You don't have to be an evil person to go through troubling times. You don't have to be a reprobate mind to go through trying situations. Troubles come to every person in this building. The day in which we live is a troubled day. Our world is troubled. Our nation is troubled. Our government doesn't have a clue. Amen. And somebody said amen. They really don't. They wish they did. They act like they do, but when you press them into the corner, they readily admit that they really don't know what to do. What can turn around this nation? What can stop us in our downward plunge? The troubles that surround us are so uh, so varied and they are so wide that it's hard to put your finger on any one thing because it's a multitude of things that are causing us trouble. And so we are in a very difficult day. I, When I thought about this tonight, I couldn't help but reflect upon a little bit of sage advice that Thumper gave to Bambi in uh, one of the stories about Bambi. Bambi was trying to get across the creek and and uh, he was having a hard time of it because there was a porcupine that lived in that log and didn't want him to pass over. And trying to be the brave soul that he was thinking his father wanted him to be, he made up his mind, I'm going over this log, I don't care, porcupine or not. And he and the porcupine got in a tussle and probably you're wondering, where in the world did you get this from? It comes from having a grandbaby. Amen. Smile, Brother Jason. It come from having a grandbaby. Amen. Amen. And uh, as it would be, there was a collision between Bambi and that porcupine. And he had all kinds of problems. And so his question to his dear friend Thumper was, how does it look? And I love Thumper's answer. He said, it ain't pretty. <laughs> And when I look at the world and when I look at our situation, I have to concur with Thumper. It ain't pretty. As a matter of fact, it's disturbing. It's troubling. And if we don't, if we don't do something in our own lives to help affect a change in our nation, there is no telling what will come in the next few years. But be that as it may, my greater concern is for the church. My greater concern is for you, people that I love, people that I pray for on a daily basis, and I seek God concerning always that God would help me have a word in season for you. And when I look at many of your situations, I can say again, it ain't pretty. It's not always encouraging, and it's certainly not something that uh, lifts your spirit, but you realize that it is what it is and trouble is all around us. Health problems and financial problems and family problems and job situations and all of the other things that go into the mix. Emotional distress and breakdowns are happening. Trouble is everywhere and trouble is overwhelming. 
And all of us at some time or other have felt that overwhelming sense of trouble in our life. It floods our minds. It floods our thinking. And it overwhelms our emotions. And it is for such a time that I come tonight to preach. You see, Habakkuk struggled with many of the same issues that you and I struggle with. Maybe not the same problem, but the same issues. You see, there are differences between problems, but the issues are many times the same across the board. When you, when you decipher the problem and you get down to the root or the issue, the issues are very much the same. And the issue with Habakkuk was he was puzzled. He could not understand God's working. He was mystified at what God was doing. And more than that, he was mystified at what God was allowing. You see, as bad as Israel was and as rebellious and as backslidden as they were, he just could not see or imagine God allowing a nation that, that was about to come against them that was so much more wicked than they were, be allowed to come and overwhelm and overtake them. But such was about to happen. And so he was puzzled at God. And he was, uh, he was disturbed. He, he could not make sense of how things were working out. I wondered tonight, are there anybody here tonight that's puzzled over some things in life? You, you just, it doesn't make sense that God would allow these things to happen. God, surely you would put a stop to this. Surely you would bring this to an end. Surely you will not let the wicked prosper. And so we are puzzled. It doesn't figure in our way of figuring. And this is really uh, hard to understand. God, does, is this really in your plans, all of this that's happening? And so Habakkuk was puzzled. God, how can you allow this? How many of us have asked that question over the last few months? God, how can you allow this? I've asked it. I've walked these aisles praying, God, how can you allow this? How can you permit this? God's ways are often perplexing to our human mind and we cannot gather enough information to understand he could not understand God's ways and he could not understand why God would tolerate the sin of Jerusalem and uh, why he would allow a heathen nation to come and over, overwhelm his people. How could he use such a people to purify his own people that were blood-bought and called? How could it be? He was puzzled. He was perplexed. And in such a state of mind, the Bible said that he went to prayer. Let me remind you, church family, that when you are perplexed and when you are troubled and when you are puzzled about life and about how God is working things out, the best place to always go is to a prayer room. Amen. Some of us need to learn that again tonight. 
that it's always a right place when you bow your knee before the Lord. And so Habakkuk went before God and he began to pray and seek from the Lord an understanding of what was going on. Why did the prophet recall all of this that he did to these people? It is evident that he did it for two reasons. Number one, he did it to encourage himself. Amen. You know, it doesn't hurt to encourage yourself every once in a while. I, I have to do that quite often. Ah, uh, yes, I have to do it quite often. I, I have to pull myself up and say, you know what? God's been good to you. You don't have any reason to complain. You don't have any reason to doubt. God has never failed you. God has never left you and God has never let you down. And so Habakkuk rehearsed all of these things because he himself needed a little encouragement. But more than that, he did it because his people needed a good word from the Lord. They were in a critical stage and they were in a very delicate situation. And before them loomed a judgment that they were perhaps not prepared for, but it was coming anyway. And so Habakkuk recalls the fact that God had delivered them in ancient times from enemies and perils that were as great or greater than what they were now facing. It's always good to remember that whatever you are going through, God's already taken care of it before somebody else has been where you are and God took care of it for them. Not only that, but it was good that God had done this in an amazing way. How many times has God just literally blown our minds? We don't know how it happened. We can't explain it, but God did it. And God made a way where there was no way. He brought something back together that was so broken and fractured that we said it will never work, but he did it anyway. And so Habakkuk reminded these people that God has done it before. He's made impossible things turn into possibilities. And he has brought out of the ruins. He has resurrected a people. And he has brought them back to a place of power and purpose. And if God did it once, he will do it again. And somebody said amen. He reminded them of this because they needed to know that God is forever the same. He is always the same. He changes not. There is no variableness, neither shadow of turning in him. He speaks and he does not lie. God is not a man that he should repent, nor the son of man that he should go back. When God makes his mind up, it's made up and you cannot unmake it. God's purpose is set and his plan will be fulfilled. And God we need to be reminded of that tonight, that no matter what it looks like right now, it ain't over until you say it's over. Hallelujah. It ain't over until God said, enough is enough. And somebody said amen to that. Amen. Praise God. You cannot read the book of Habakkuk without feeling his passion as he pleads for God to visit as in times past. I love his prayer. Revive thy work, O Lord. 
One translation said, God set us on our feet again. Get us up. We've stumbled. We've fallen. Put us back on our feet. Blow on the dying embers of our heart. Kindle the fading flame. Make it known, Lord, your power in our presence. I pray that prayer over and over again for this church. God, revive thy works. God, breathe on this place again. Breathe on people again. God, move in the hearts of people again. Let there be a flame that comes up again in the soul of your people. Make it known in this place. Amen. Make it known in this place. Revive thy work in the midst of the year. The middle part is always the hardest part. It's always the hardest part. When you're more than halfway there, but you're not quite home yet, that's always the hardest part. Every construction project that I've ever undertaken for this church, the hardest part was that middle part. It was when you had gotten into it and pulled out all the, the trash and the rubbish and the damage and then you start back with that slow, tedious work of rebuilding and putting things back in their place that you get worn down and wore out and you wonder, will this ever come to an end? And days drag on. That's where Habakkuk was and that's where we are tonight. We're in that middle part. It's a long time to come, it seems, before God is going to move again. But I come to tell you tonight, it ain't that far away my friend it's not as far as you and I think it's not as far as you and I can imagine because while Habakkuk was praying this prayer revive thy work in the midst of the year God was already moving because when Habakkuk quit praying the next verse said and God came from Teman and God came from Teman. He links together two mountains, Teman and Paran. And they are both associated with the law that God gave. And what they literally speak of is the place of God's purpose and the place of God's plan and the place of God's power. And you know what encouraged me about that? Is that God was willing to leave His place of purpose to come into my problem to help me get through my problem so I could see His purpose again and I could enjoy His power again in my life. I have come tonight to tell Greater Life Church that God is on His way. That God is on His way. That whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, don't give up and don't give out and don't give in because God is on His way. God is moving right now, headed your way, coming to your problem and your situation. Amen. He came from his purpose to their problem. And he came to help them. It's not what that God is so busy that he cannot help. God will help. And he will come when we need him the most. I am encouraged tonight because God is coming. Amen. God is coming. I don't know how and I don't know exactly when, but I know God's on his way. 
Amen. God is coming. Somebody say that right now. God is coming. He's coming to my problem. He's coming to my situation. He's coming to my family. He's coming to my job. He's coming to these problems that I, He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He has heard my prayer and He has been touched by my desire and God is coming. Amen. God's not only coming, but as He comes, His glory transcends my problem. That simply means that whatever my problem is, God's power is greater than my problem. Amen. God's power. I wonder what problem you're dealing with right now. You need to stop and just for a moment thank God that His glory and His power is going to transcend your problem. That whatever it is, that when God arrives, there's going to be more than enough power and more than enough glory and more than enough anointing and more than enough whatever you need to get you through it and past it and over it in victory. Somebody ought to lift your hands right now and thank Him that His power and His glory transcends your problems whatever they may be hallelujah I spend a lot of time trying to remind people of that that God is greater God is greater than your problem he's greater than your trouble he's greater than your heartache he's greater than the darkness that you're in right now God's coming somebody say it with me God's coming Come on, say it like you believe it. God's coming. He's coming to where I am. Amen. He's coming to my location. He knows my address. He knows exactly where I live. He's coming to me. He's coming with power that is greater than my problem. And the thing that I'm excited about even more than that is that God comes and nothing can stop Him. Nothing. Amen. Nothing. Praise God. Nothing. God's coming and nothing's going to stop him. Your rebellion's not going to stop him. Your unbelief is not going to stop him. Amen. He's coming because somebody next, next to you needs him. And whether you believe it or whether you want it or whether you're even interested, it doesn't matter. God's coming. God's coming because somewhere in this building somebody said, God, I need you to revive your work. I don't understand what's going on. I, I don't make sense of all of this. But I know that if you will come, everything will be all right. God is coming and nothing can stop him. Amen. And I close by reminding you tonight that by His coming, He reiterates to all of us His profound interest in us all. God cares about you. Amen. He cares about me. He cares about what you're going through. All of His actions, all of His movement was on behalf of His people. Why? Because God cares about me. Amen. I don't understand why, because I know I don't deserve it, but God cares about me. He cares about what I'm struggling with right now. He cares about what I'm hurting over. He cares about what I'm confused about. He cares about what I'm perplexed over. He cares. He cares. He cares. He cares. And because He cares, He comes. Amen. Because He cares, He comes. 
Say it with me. Because he cares, he comes. Amen. My problems don't scare him. My problems don't scare him. My, the ugliness of my situation doesn't turn him off. Amen. It doesn't matter how bad it is. God is coming. And nothing can stop him. Nothing. Amen. Nothing. 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 Praise God. You know what? If I didn't believe that, I'd close my Bible tonight. I'd never come back in this pulpit again. But I believe that. God's coming. Amen. He's coming with power. He's coming with authority. Amen. I believe that. I'm going to let him clean the house, but he will clean the house. Amen. He's done it before. He's taken a cat of nine tails and he drove them out of the temple. He said, oh, no, not in my house. Amen. Amen. But he's coming. He's coming. He's going to sit down with me in the midst of my problems and say, listen, I have the strength you need. Get up. Let's go on. I have the power you need. Let's get up and overcome. I have the blessings that you need. Get up on your feet and raise your hands and praise me. You're going to make it through. No wonder when God began to reveal this to Habakkuk that he would become so overwhelmed that he would close this third chapter with one of my favorite portions of Scripture in all of the Bible. And this is how it closes. In verse number 16, he said, When I heard this, when I heard that he was coming, when I heard that God was on His way, when I heard that He was coming to my problem, when I heard that God was coming with power to help me in my problem, He said, my belly trembled, my lips quivered at the voice, and rottenness entered into my bones. I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When He cometh unto the people, He will invade them with troops. Next verse. He said, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, and the labor of the olive shall fail. There shall be no meat, and there shall be no flocks, and they're cut off in the field. He said, yet will I shout, yet will I praise Him, yet will I rejoice. Why? Because God's coming. Because God is on His way. God is about to invade my trouble. God's about to step into my problem. And God's about to deal with whatever it is that's causing you all of your pain and all of your panic. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation. The original said, I will shout and I will dance about. I will shout and I will dance about because the Lord is on His way. Amen. Because the Lord is coming from Teman. Because the Lord has laid aside His purpose or laid aside whatever it was that had His attention. And He said, Ah, I hear my child. I hear a cry from my people. And the Bible said He's coming. He's coming as sure as I stand before you tonight. He's on His way. Let's stand to our feet. Somehow it ought to put something in all of you tonight to remember that God is about to invade a problem that you can't figure out and a trouble that you can't get rid of. God's about to come in to that situation. 
Yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon mine high places. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will shout aloud and dance about. Praise God. Why? Because God's coming. Amen. Because God's coming. Amen. He's coming, folks. As a matter of fact, He's coming not just to your problem. He's coming back to this world to take a people out of this world. That's really what I'm looking for. I said, that's really what I'm looking for. Amen. And just as the angel of the Lord reassured Paul in the midst of a storm, what a difference that reassurance made. It enabled Paul to stand on his feet and say, I believe God. I believe God. All of us need a reminder now and then that if you'll just pray, God will come. Amen. I said, if you'll just pray, God will come.